0: and Scholars. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Thanks for tuning in. Sluts and Scholars is a sex positive, shame free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter. While we love to give advice and resources, please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist, and this week I am welcoming Rachel Steele. Rachel Steele started her career in the pornographic industry after a boyfriend who later became her husband and business partner. She submitted a pool photo to an amateur voyeur website, and the picture won first prize. That led her to open a webcam site, and it grew so popular that she decided to create a website, rachel-steele.com. Rachel's opportunity grew in the fetish market. Rachel is an exhibitionist by nature and has appeared in a wide variety of photo shoots and films, and her past work has included everything from fetish, fashion, artistic nude, softcore, masturbation, hardcore, catfighting, bondage, BDSM, death fetish, and eventually taboo incest roleplay, which took her career to the top of the charts on Clips for Sale, where she ranked number one in the MILF category for over seven years. Rachel Seal pioneered the MILF niche as America's mom Mom, shooting content no one else dared her first clip store was opened in 2006 and it has been a fast-paced adventure ever since she quickly made a name for herself and was invited to shoot with the legendary nina hartley who's on one of our earliest episodes go check it out over the years she developed strong relationships with fans that she has personally met and had sexual experiences with we have to talk about that uh, <laughs> they ranged from the usa to england to uk scotland ireland Uh, Unfortunately, after her husband passed tragically in 2014, Rachel took a five-year hiatus to heal from her loss. It was later she met a fan who she fell in love with and is currently engaged to living in San Diego, California, continuing to shoot and run Red MILF Productions together. Welcome. And she's a listener of the podcast. Welcome, Rachel Steele.
1: Ah, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be on this podcast chatting with you. Thank you for sharing all of that so vulnerably. It's
0: certainly a story that we are going to dive into. And first and foremost, I have to ask this question because we have definitely had daddies and people who love daddies on the podcast, but I have not talked a lot about MILFs. Mm -hmm. Why do people love MILFs so much?
1: (laughs) I'm guessing that it's like a daddy, but it's a mommy. So everyone can relate to mommy and daddy and the nurturing you're supposed to receive from these two individuals as you're growing and developing
0: that we don't all receive.
1: Exactly. We all have our own family issues and um, dynamics that we all come from different places and spaces. But uh, from what I'm uh, what I've experienced uh, doing this role play and, and kind of actually living this lifestyle off camera as well. Um, it's just, uh, like a sexual, um, uh, a sexual drive and attraction, uh, for many, not just, uh, all genders, not just men or women, but because I've had, uh, females reach out to me too with the mommy fetish. Um, yeah, everyone wants a good mommy. Yes. We're all and trying it, to reparent ourselves with the best we can over here. <laughs> exactly. And in my experience, I've had, uh, sexual, uh, experiences with the mommy. And I've also had non-sexual, uh, people reach out for non-sexual sessions and role play. Um, so it's a big thing. I guess it's like one of the number one searched, uh, porn searches, uh, MILF is, and I came into it kind of by accident. Um, right after the movie American Pie uh, was released, became very popular. I never even saw the movie. Uh, I was This was before I was in the industry. And I had a few people tell me, oh, you're like the mom on American Pie. You're such a MILF. And I didn't even know what the word MILF <laughs> was. <laughs> I hope you took
0: it as a compliment because Jennifer Coolidge is amazing.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, after I checked out who it was and what is MILF, I then took it as a compliment. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I wonder, how do you feel about like being, I don't want to say being stuck in that niche, but I feel like obviously we live in kind of an ageist culture. And so when you are like a mom in either in life or in the porn industry, you automatically start getting into this category MILF. Do you like it and embrace it? Or are you kind of like frustrated with with the ageism?
1: Uh, well, ageism is very frustrating to me. Um, but being a MILF, uh, having that niche in, I, I've been in this industry now for 16 years, and I have been labeled a MILF for 16 years. So I've embraced it, and uh, I understand it. Uh, I understand the attraction. Um, you know, it's just about being attracted sometimes to to an older woman, someone, and I've asked uh, clients and customers, um, what is it that you're attracted to? And I, I usually get answers like, uh, older, more experience, more experienced sexually knows what she wants, knows how to get it, has confidence. Uh, so they're all kind of positive attributes to, uh, to having this life experience and being older. I just, uh, I'm not crazy about attaching numbers, age numbers that really you know, I'm I'm not happy with that. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I think of when I think of like dad daddy or daddy as well, because it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who is older and is actually a dad. I mean, it can be, but it's sort of, like you said, there's this aura about somebody. So the, the nurturing holding space, what do you, what do you think makes a good mommy in this space? <laughs> oh boy. Well, well I guess it depends pretty... what you're talking about, right? There's like the sexual mommy or there's the nurturing mommy or exactly. there's the punishing mommy. Like what kind of mommy All do you want? Those.
1: I, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what I say to my, uh, customers who are looking for sessions. I'm like, do you want mean mommy, happy mommy, nurturing mommy, slutty mm. mommy, conservative mommy? Do you want mommy to <laughs> <Yes>. help you? <laughs> Wait, can you
0: get, yeah, give me some examples of the kinds of requests that you or the most common requests you get?
1: Oh, well, it's really a mix. Um, I do live one-on-one sessions with people role play sessions. Um, and it, it's such a mix. I, I really can't say it leans to one, one or the other, but it's always either a dominant, uh, mommy, um, or a submissive mommy. So the submissive mommy would be walk in, catch son masturbating. Uh, Oh, Oh my oh goodness. No. What are you doing? Are those my panties? Why <laughs> do you have my panties? I'm just going to come back later pull yourself together. We'll, we have to have a talk. And then yeah. of course I end up having sex with, with him. So, <laughs> or it's the strict mommy. Those are my panties. What are you doing now? I'm going to jerk you off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, either way. Okay. Yeah. So we've
0: got those two kinds of mommies. What other kinds of
1: mommies? Then there's conservative and slutty. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've done lots of Uh, different custom videos or role play where I start off conservative and then for whatever reason, I'm slowly uh, transformed into a very, very slutty, promiscuous, taboo mom. Um, Mm. So I have a lot of fun playing those different roles. The acting is so much fun. I just love to dive into these roles and give the best that I can, the best performance. Have you ever
0: taken any acting stuff or do you feel like it just came naturally?
1: It just came naturally. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I don't mind acting with a camera doing this myself, producing my own content, which I have done for the last 16 years. I've shot with some other individuals, but only a handful. Uh, And I'm very shy when it comes to like live settings uh, with other people around. So yeah, I Mm. like to just shoot my own stuff and go from there.
0: But lucky we have an, an industry out there where you can do that
1: especially now with COVID and everything, everything's really become do-it-yourself kind of setups.
0: And I know you mentioned that you have had live and one-on-one interactions with customers and clients and things. How do you make sure that there's like a safety component there for yourself if you're not on? I mean, look, there's systemic issues in all fields. um, So I don't want to stigmatize porn even further than it already is. And I think when there's like a live set, sometimes that can add more safety or less safety depending who you're working with in the production team. But if you're doing stuff on your own how do you make sure you feel safe? Or has that ever been an issue for you? And not just like physical safety, but like people who become obsessed with you. I could imagine mm-hmm. like people who are like, I need you to be my mommy forever and don't yeah. leave me.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm really lucky and thankful that that hasn't happened for me. Um, I've never had any hateful, uh, behavior from fans or customers. Um, stalking or anything negative, um, really been lucky that way. If anything, I get a lot I of, wonder, I wonder faint. if it's
0: luck, if it's your own boundaries or if it's like, because of being a mom and like, like an innate respect for mom or something, unless people I like hate your mom.
1: <laughs> I'm very strict with them. I, um, uh, mommy, are you available? Are you available? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And I quickly will answer and say, do not speak to me like that. You will not push me or rush me. I will get back to you during business hours, Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know, and then I let them know. And if they keep up, then I give them one warning, I'll block you if you continue to behave like this. Because it's yeah. just respect. It's like, this is a business. Yeah. You will respect this as a business. I have hours. I have boundaries. You know, you're you're going to speak to me in a certain way. I don't allow them to use certain words with me, verbal. Uh, to me, that's verbal abuse. It's, you know, so yes, I have a lot of boundaries with my work and I have a team in place for stolen content and anything that is happening. I have people that can take care of things like that for me. Nice. So I've got a good handle on it where it's not just out of control and people are texting me my personal phone number or anything like that. So I've, I've felt very safe uh, this whole time in the industry. And I've also, like I said, when I shot with other people, other producers, they are all very respected uh, long-term people in the industry like Nina Hartley and some other, uh, producers that I shot with. So do your research, choose who, who you're going to be around, where you're going to be and, and just try to be smart about it.
0: Okay. So you started with this photo that you sent in and, now you're America's mom. <laughs> yes. How did you get to a place where you were like, "Oh, I actually like this, and I'm into this"? Like, were you in sex work at all? Like, how did how did this come to come to pass?
1: Yeah. So, at the time when my partner, his name was Mike, he was my boyfriend at the time. We ended up getting I'm married. Sorry about Mike. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, he was 48, loss. and it was a big shock. He was diagnosed with uh, rectal cancer at 48 and he died three months later. So it was a big shock and very sudden and so young, good guy. But he basically, the two of us built this uh, company together, uh, just the two of us. So after the photo won this contest, um, I think it was like $600 or something. And I couldn't believe that I just got a check for $600. I mean, I was working uh, two weeks to get a paycheck for about $600, you know, and this was one photo. So that made my mind start to think. I had owned a hair salon and I was working, you know, 10 hour days, six days a week for the last 13 years, I owned a hair salon. Mm -hmm. It was a great business. I loved it, but near the end, I was a little burnt out. And that's when I met uh, Mike and that's when he sent that picture in. And I was like, Wait a minute. Can I do this regularly? Could I do this three times a week and make, you know, 20,000, whatever, you know? So um, I started going down the rabbit hole online and looking at webcamming. And then I decided, okay, maybe webcam, I should check this out. And I can do that whenever I want. So I can still work, do it on my uh, days off or on the weekends and see how it goes. How do I feel? Uh, so I started with that and I instantly was feeling very satisfied with, I felt like I was helping people and I felt like they were reaching out to me with their secrets, um, being very vulnerable with their, uh, sexual fantasies and sharing that with me. Um, and I want, and then I was acting these things out for them, doing role play, uh, acting out fetishes. And it was just very satisfying at the end of the day to feel like you were really helping all these people. And they were very grateful and thankful after the sessions. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, can I come back tomorrow? That was so much fun. And it just really felt good, emotionally really felt good. And and also I was making some money that was, you know, I was doing all right with money. And I was like, do I really want to continue Working in the salon industry, and as I grew the webcam, I slowly started to uh, leave that the the salon industry and and get more into sex work, get fully into sex work. Actually, why do you
0: think people are so stigmatizing about this like incest fantasy? Um, given that we <sighs> yeah. all have familial struggles and that doesn't mean that's why you're into this kind of stuff. I want to normalize that, but I think Mm -hmm. it's so common. Like you said, it's one of the most searched terms and it's so common and it's definitely can be a way for people to work through and eroticize in a corrective way their potential traumas or struggles or whatever. Like, why do you think it's it's still so taboo, even though it's like the most searched thing? (laughs)
1: Exactly. I, you know, I, my guess or one of my thoughts is possible outside influences such as churches and government and, uh, yeah, all that the usual kind of, culprits. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a lot to do with it right there that, um, they're fighting and fighting to, to shut this all down. Um, so I don't know. I, I've been shut down three times on Instagram, and oh, I'm very yeah. careful what I Tired post. I you. Yeah. I, I've heard you talk about this too. I'm right on when I hear you guys complain <laughs> about that because there's no warning, there's no reasoning. There's I don't show a nipple, and I'm deleted. You know, I had yeah. two hundred and sixty thousand beautiful followers and poof, gone. So oh, I'm sorry. Know. That's so frustrating. Yeah, it is. It really is. So everyone I mean, listening- I haven't done a lot of
0: I haven't done a lot of research on this, but I would also imagine to me it brings up this like Madonna whore type complex. I think we live mm-hmm. in a culture where like the mother archetype is supposed to be this like loving, nurturing hostess um, mm-hmm. that doesn't cause too much trouble, doesn't cause too much r- ruckus. And I think that's sort of like submissive, you know, that's this yep. uh, the old school, classic, patriarchal thing that we live in. And I yeah. think that sort of has this innate lack of sexuality to it. Mm-hmm. Right I think there's this assumption that, like moms and housewives are not sexual. They don't want to have sex. they and and that you can't be slutty and be a mom. And so yes. I also think it sort of challenges this very wrong stereotype that you can
1: be both mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. And I think that that's definitely the case. Um, and I mean, that's why it's we call it taboo. You know, because it's so taboo. Um, mm-hmm. But sixteen years, every single day, my inbox is full of people reaching out and you know asking about can you do this, can you do that, would you make this, can I have a custom uh, film made with this, this, and that. So it's a, it's definitely a, a strong feeling that millions of people have. So it should be normalized a little bit. So
0: what helped you kind of really
1: carve out this
0: popular celebrity niche for yourself? Cause it's certainly a lot of work.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, I, I don't want to say by luck because it was a lot of hard work. It still is a lot of work, but I was just at the right place in the right time. I received an email from, from a, a customer and he had sent me a script And this was a mom-son storyline. And we weren't doing that in the beginning. I was just doing, I'm a MILF. Look at me doing a hand job. Here I am doing this, doing that. I wasn't doing mom-son or any kind of family uh, content. And I got this script. And I read the script and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is this is so taboo. Like this is really, and I showed it to- Wait, um, what, were, what were some of the details? <laughs> it was just mom, son, and it was just, no one was doing this. It was like yeah. the hot mom, the, the hot mom who lives next door, my friend's hot mom, yeah. but nobody was doing my hot mom. It was stepmom. Mm. It still is all that for legal reasons too. Um, yeah. But this was a mom son thing where uh, the mom comes in and the son is on the couch. Uh, You know, I'm fast forwarding the beginning, a lot of dialogue in the beginning, just talking back and forth, setting up the scene, setting up the characters, setting up their relationship. But basically, the son is turned on by the mom. Uh, The mom comes home from work one day. He's on the couch in his uh, tight boxer shorts and he's got a, a huge heart on. And I walk in and Jeffrey. What are you doing? You know, go, go go to your room. And what are you doing? Just shocked, mom. You know, no, I'm not going to go to my room. Come here. And it was more him being the aggressor, uh, oh. and me being the you know standoff, pulling back. And he grabbed me and started pulling me in and started telling me that you know he was attracted to me and he loved me and um, you know that he sees how frustrated I am. I guess we were. I was divorced and dad's gone and. Um, and he's attracted and, and he started pressing himself into me and, and then took my hand and put it on, you know, put it on his cock and said, feel how hard I am for you. And then he started kissing me and I was like, no, no, no. And then yes, yes, yes. It's wrong. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that's the kind of acting that I was just having so much fun with. It's a lot of comedy too. (laughs) (laughs) I hate
0: when there, I hate when there's these taboo videos and they don't spend long enough fighting it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I want there to no. be the like real push of like, no, yes. this is wrong. And just obviously, disclaimer if you're listening to the show for the first time, this is not encouraging childhood sexual abuse and th- doing this yeah. in reality, which like it's unfortunate that I think I even have to put that out there because we're talking yes. fantasy versus behavior. Yep. Mm-hmm. And for some, I have a lot of clients who have had non-consensual experiences growing up with a parent or somebody close to them, um, of any gender. And sometimes they find themselves erotically interested in this topic and there's so much shame of like, how could I get turned on by the thing that has caused me so much trauma? But if we can get to a place where they get safe and corrective, when we really explore it, it can be a very healing way to
1: reclaim your power. So I just want to put that out there as I'm talking about,
0: I like when they fight it.
1: I'm talking fantasy here. (laughs) Absolutely. Me too. Definitely. um, uh, Fantasy all the way. This is role play fantasy for sexual purposes only uh, for whatever you want to use it for, but only in a positive light. Um, And I stand against any form of sexual uh, human exploitation of any kind. So I've always Always took that stance. Don't forget to savor
0: the last bits of spring with Like a Kitten. Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash s and I often get clients who don't know what toys or tools to buy first and they don't want to break the bank. So Like a Kitten helps with offering an array so you can take the guesswork out and try some different things and see what you like. Like a Kitten offers subscription gift boxes, so each season you'll receive a new shipment right to your door with all the ingredients to spice up your intimate life. The spring box has everything from pink glass doldos to an actual mini flower pot to plant a literal mini garden. I like that they take some of the guesswork out and the overwhelm out of shopping for these pleasure tools, and they just send you some creative options to try. They're also great as gifts, maybe even for mom or mommy, (laughs) because nothing says I care about you and your pleasure more than strawberry nipple arousal cream. To celebrate spring, Like a Kitten is offering listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash S&S or enter code S&S at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash S-A-N-D-S or use code S&S to get 15% off these incredible boxes. Likeakitten.com slash S&S and the link is in the episode's description. In that in that realm, as a, I think you are also a parent in your personal life. I am. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have people given any pushback or judgments about parenthood
1: given this niche? I haven't. I haven't received any negative, uh, any negativity from anybody. Um, because actually, everyone that I speak to, they understand that this is an act this is a role play this is acting this is film creation this is art you know this is fantasy so yeah
0: interesting i wonder i wonder what that's about or if there's any i wonder if that would be the same for like milfs of color or other Mm -hmm. folks because i'm imagining given our culture that there are certainly people out there who would like want to get children removed from the home if the parent was doing sex work, especially of this nature. Like there's definitely shit like that out there. And I I could see that happening for sure.
1: Absolutely. I know that it it exists. It's real. And uh, basically when I started, my kids were grown and out of the house. So I wasn't filming with children in the house. That's a whole different uh, situation. And that's, that would be very tricky. I, I didn't have children around. So that was good.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask if it was hard to balance being a mom for others and being a mom for your own kids because I know mm-hmm. for myself I spend all day doing therapy stuff with other people and then I come home and often my friends, my partners, my family, I don't want to say they get the worst of me, but like my cup runs out sometimes <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day. And so Definitely. like if you're being mommy to everyone all day and then you have to be mom when you come home, like that's exactly. how and then you're not getting paid. <laughs> It's really tough.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, thankfully I I entered into this industry when the kids were already grown and and out on their own. So the only one I dealt with at the end of the day was my partner who was also shooting with me all day long. So we both just have big glass of wine and stare off into space before bed. (laughs) <laughs> after shooting all day.
0: <laughs> so what have been some of the the best parts about this work and some of the the
1: hardest things you've had to overcome? Uh I guess like I said before the the best part of this whole thing so, there's so many things that I just I I love about this career. I love the the fans and the customers, dealing with them and listening to their stories and seeing the joy you know that i can bring when i release new films all the the communication i receive from them how much they love it and how much they're grateful and what joy that it's bringing for them so you feel like you're kind of helping to fix the world somehow through sex so through mm-hmm. fantasy i love the acting i i'm a one man operation when it comes to shooting you know as far as set design costume Hiring the models, choosing who's going to be in the film, writing the script or approving a script and directing, producing and acting all. I've been doing all of that and I love every aspect of it. I'm really interested in film and film production. And so this has just been finding an art that you love and being able to actually make money while you do it, being passionate. Yeah, about you're something. a business mommy. Absolutely, hundred percent entrepreneur. As every mom
0: can be, entrepreneur and mom.
1: You are doing absolutely. That. <laughs> That's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want to go into that, but it sounds like it was tough having to go through grief and then come back to this. Do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any tips for folks who? are experiencing grief and wanting to come back to their sexuality, their two new relationships.
1: Yeah. um, I can only give my experience. I definitely don't want to give any advice for for that because that is a very delicate mental health kind of uh, situation, but I highly recommend therapy and I want to thank you because I reached out to you and you referred me, um, to pineapple I think yes yes so I just want to plug that a little bit that's I've oh I'm so glad I hope it's been helpful thank you for normalizing therapy oh oh please (laughs) it's as normal to me as as can be and uh I highly recommend to anybody uh to get therapy I wish I had done gotten it sooner um but you know looking back uh after Mike passed away um My studio was in Florida. That's where we were living and shooting. Uh, I decided I'll wait one year and then I'm going to close up shop and move back home to Maine. Um, That's where I was born and raised. And I felt familiar there, like a healing place to go. So, yeah, yeah, I I closed up my uh, shoot house. We basically rented a huge house that we would shoot in on a daily basis, um, three shoots a day, five days a week. Did that for years. That's why I have over 5,000 films in my library on my website. Um, We're going to have to talk about like vaginal health and things after this and like <laughs> how, how you how you keep things not sore with that amount <laughs> <Yeah>. of work. <laughs> well, there's a Especially lot of... Especially part- as, as, as our bodies of- age. Exactly. There's a lot of three-parters. So I don't think I've actually had 5,000 penises, but... Pretty pretty close. <laughs> nice.
0: All right. We'll cut we're talking about grief here. We'll come back. We'll yes. Come back yes. To that. <laughs> uh
1: but yeah, I I uh came to Maine and I I financially I we were smart with we invested and we were, you know, careful with our money and uh investing and being really wise. So I was able to take some time off and not have to work. So that's what I did. I went to Maine and just kind of just took a deep breath and said, okay, this is chapter two for me. Where am I going? What am I doing? Who do I want to be now? What am, you know, it was really a big, uh, thought, thought process and, um, took some time off, but I stayed active on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, the fans were just amazing. They just kept, kept reaching out and you know, good for you, Rachel, we miss you. Can't wait to see your stuff coming soon. And, you know, just kept me inspired. And, uh, so then I just decided, okay, I'm going to stay in this industry. I'm going to stay shooting. Um, but I need a team cause I don't have anyone. So yeah. I just started doing some solo things by myself. Um, and, and that was going pretty well too. But, uh, as far as, getting back into feeling sexual that can take time everyone's different depends on the relationship you had too you know if someone uh, had a long slow uh death then you know and you might maybe not have really had a ready. lot of a good sexual yeah. life before that and you know maybe you were ready but i i had a good good thing with him and so I just needed time and space and maybe a year or so went by and then I hit the the dating apps I was like all right now I'm ready and then I found a couple of cubs in Portland and I had my little booty calls that I could just text and they'd come scratching at the door and I could get my my sex get my good sex on for the night and yeah. Thank so you for sharing your experience. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. And your, absolutely. Yeah,
0: grief is a, it's a fucking bitch. It's a long process that sometimes hits you when you're not expecting. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, you mentioned a word in your description, cubs. For people mm-hmm. who haven't heard that word, describe the what are cubs, a.k.a. the appreciators of MILFs.
1: Yes. Well, as you can see, cougar print. So I'm yes. sitting here in my silk <laughs> You're cougar panama. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Cubs, uh, I just started last year or so kind of calling these young males or females that I, I jokingly say come sniffing and sniffing and scratching at my door, you know, uh, oh, I, da-
0: I dated someone for a while who used to go to cub conventions so there are oh, conventions
1: really? yes there's I, con- I don't know, know if it still
0: exists i'm sure it does if you can think of I'm it sure it's out it
1: there. but wow, like you I know places. Know. i'll have to look into that maybe i could MC one of them
0: um yeah you would be <laughs> the damn star this is a i mean a whole nother a whole other world
1: <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah but just you know i guess a cub would be uh To me, a a cute little definition is like a younger play play toy, a younger sex play partner. Um, Mm. And I've had so many and and I've had so much fun. Uh, And they've all been just amazing. Um, One girl in the mix and the rest guys. Um, But they started, I had a couple from overseas um, in uh, the UK, Ireland, Scotland, And they are fans and they reached out. And for some reason, I just started chatting with each one of them. Uh, And then I was planning a trip after Mike had passed. I planned a trip to Europe. That was part of my, you know, taking time off. I wanted to get away and and just see the world. So I did. Uh, I took off for 40 days over in Europe. And it was like a little sex tour for me, as well as sightseeing. That's and, how
0: all travel should be. That's yeah. the best way to explore a new place: is start hooking it, up with someone who lives there. You know, learns, exactly. Get, get the flavor.
1: <laughs> you get the dinner. You get the the sex. You and you get a little sightsee. So yeah, it was perfect. Exactly. But I literally met up with like two two guys in Dublin uh, that I'd been chatting with for about a year or more, uh, and one of them was a daddy. And he's twenty years younger than me. So going back to the daddy, mommy thing, you were right about the role play. It's, it's definitely not an age. Uh, you do not have to be older, you know, to play or be uh, a daddy or a mommy. You know, it can be at any age. It's the mindset, really.
0: Had you done that sort of, I don't know if it was reverse role or if he was like daddy to your mommy and you were together? Like, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so we had already chatted uh, online for a good year before I actually met with him in person. Uh, I got an Airbnb and he came over and we role played and and had a great uh, sexual experience together and we still stay in touch to this day. But he basically told me that he uh, his turn on is to be a daddy. He likes to be the aggressive daddy. Uh, you know. And he's like, but I've never been with a woman older. I've always been with uh, younger women who like to be baby girl. So the daddy, baby girl kind of dynamic. Um, and I had never played that out before. So I was interested to play it out. So I played it out. I, you know, dressed in a little uh, negligee that was with little polka dots and pink lace, so it was sort of a baby girl-ish feel vibe to it. And he came over, and he just uh, we had a little chit chat, and he slammed me up against the wall, put his hand around my throat, and then just started ravishing me, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I fun. was like, Daddy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> daddy, I mean, daddy, 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 <laughs> mommies need daddies
1: too, you know. We they all do no matter how old we get, sometimes we need our, our daddy or our mommy. We do. <laughs> yes. Yep. And it was just nice. I I think, you know, looking back now, looking at it psychologically, um, I liked that feeling of he took over, he took me down. He yeah, because you do so everything. much in your day to day. Is it exactly. nice to just sit back and have someone take the, the reins? Exactly. I really think that that's what it was. Plus it was a turn on, of course, to have, you know, he was very powerful and, hard and just like you know did the right things he grabbed me by the throat but didn't squeeze you know so you're not choking he, he did everything right everything was safe and uh, very sexy so that was interesting um and then I had another cub that I played with in in uh Ireland as well oh, so I the had ac- the accents. Yes, oh, I love that too. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Same. This this one, we went out to dinner, and I'm chatting away. As you know, I can talk, and so I'm just blah 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 chatting, chatting. And he's sitting across from me, looking at me, listening, or I think he's listening. And when we left the restaurant, we were walking down the street. It was nine o'clock at night, so it was dark. We're in Dublin, beautiful city. Um, I just wish there was a drone in the sky to film this because it was crazy. We're walking along and I'm chatting away. Cause I was a little nervous too, because you know, it's not every day you meet up with someone in Ireland and you know, you're going to have sex and you, it's just, that was a little nervous. So I'm chatting away and he just grabs my arm and spins me around and puts his hand behind my neck and pulls me in and plants the biggest kiss, like the most romantic kiss that I've had in a long time. Uh and I was like, this is not happening. Like I was in a city. There's people walking by. He didn't care. So it was really intense and really romantic and very hot. And then he's like, Let's get a let's get an Uber and go back to your place. I'm like, Let's, let's, let's do that. (laughs) So (laughs) we went back. Sounds like it was a good trip. It was an amazing trip. I think I saw some sights as well, besides the bedrooms. but (laughs) (laughs) The rooms were lovely. (laughs) The rooms were just beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) The walls, the floors. The takeout food was great. (laughs) (laughs) You've talked about
0: how you notice this has been a really healing experience for customers. What about for you? Has there anything that's been healing about this for you? Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I guess I, I feel like, um, my ability to be able to, uh, to act and role play is also a release for myself. I can, uh, get things out of my system that, you know, are holding me back emotions, trapped emotions can come out through acting and role play. I can be, you know, a personality that I might not normally be outside of, uh, filming So you, you get all of those benefits, you know, that you get to play with. Nice. Any tips out or thoughts or feelings out
0: there for potential MILFs to be? So moms of any kind, um, and not just maybe who want to get into porn, but to reclaim their own sexuality, even though they're parents.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say start listening to Sluts and (laughs) number one, get therapy, number two, uh, and live your truth. Like we don't know how much time we have on this planet. And the number that you're given for age is no guarantee. I'm 22. I'm going to live forever. I'm 79. I'm not going to live much longer. You could live for 20 more years and 22, you could be gone in a year, you know? So live your life, do what you feel, um, be true to yourself. And it's the reason I say, listen to these podcasts and seek out, uh, I'm listening to so many great podcasts and learning so much about what's happening today and, uh, the patriarchal system, you know, like trying to break free of that and break out of that, out of those molds. That's the most liberating thing that you can do. So that you're living your your truth and you can actually enjoy your time here, instead of living your life for others with these labels. Um, and we can all, you know, I I just want to make sure that it's clear as well that I I don't like to label um, people or or anything. And we joke around with the milf and the cubs and all that. It's it's joking and fun and fantasy. But uh, at the end of the day, we all want to be respected. Um, uh, admired and, and have the freedom to live our lives, uh, the way that we really feel the best, that we're not harming others in the process.
0: Yeah. And in that vein, and maybe you haven't been the, um, receiver of comments or things like this to, at least to, to your face, but like, what are some of the maybe myths that we could bust around like women who date younger
1: Yeah. um, uh, When you said myths, I was going to say one myth is that older women shouldn't be with younger men. You know, that's Mm. uh, again, I I don't like to focus on the younger, older, the age, the numbers, because I feel like that's getting into ageism. But unfortunately, that's what they're looking at. So uh, Mm. I just believe and I know this from my own experience, my partner uh, currently was also a fan. We fell in love and now we're engaged and he's 20 plus. Yeah. Thank you. He's 20 plus uh, years younger than I am. And, um, I mean, this is just the way that it is. This is who I am. This is who I attract and who I'm drawn to. I don't purposely seek out, well, you have to be a certain age or I won't even discuss. I won't talk to you. You know, mm. I, it's yeah. just the individual that I'm attracted to or they're attracted and drawn to me. And, and we, thrive and, and really enjoy each other. So, um, that, that's a myth. And and I think that a lot of people, uh, cause we get looks too, and I have to be careful. Yeah. How do you feel between, getting
0: those looks out in public? Yeah.
1: I have to be careful. Um, with, or has my anyone ever own... said your son or whatever? Yes. I think that happened once. We, we I think it was when we were moving from yeah. Maine to, uh, California, one of the movers came over. And he said, yeah, I spoke to your son earlier. I'm like, that's my fiance. <laughs> and he was like, oh, ah, oh, well, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so whatever. We don't get it a lot, but we do get looks. But you have to be careful because sometimes you can also be uh, a little more sensitive than, you know, I don't know if it's, is this real or am I imagining or am I being a little mm. sensitive or am I being even paranoid? So I don't care what other people think. So it really doesn't uh, affect me or bother me. And we do get looks here and there, but I assume that it's the same looks that interracial couples could get or uh, same sex couples could get, you know, those uh, looks of disapproval or whatever. And I just think to myself, that's a shame for you that you feel, you know, that you have to look at people like this because, uh, we're living our life, so step out of the way because we're coming Why through. Yeah. Yeah. I like that
0: you differentiated, too, that it might be like your own hypervigilance because mm-hmm. I think when we are in that fight or flight or we do have our own shame, um, our brain can more likely misinterpret things as threats even when they're not Absolutely. threats um, or someone might not even be coming for us. So like
1: that definitely... I think rings this true. This is where therapy like, comes in handy. Yes, too. this is where the therapy yes. comes in. <laughs> yes, definitely, because you can then start to say, "Hey, this is this is not real. This is yeah, just my someone else's perception." Yeah. And you know, let's just keep on going. So, yeah.
0: Oh, Rachel, this has been great. Is there anything else you want to share with folks out there uh, before we wrap up?
1: Uh yeah, I just want to share. Um, The work that we've been doing, uh, my partner and I, um, on our website, uh, it's rachel-steele.com. There's new films that we've just been producing and shooting recently. So everything's fresh and new. And there's over 5,000 films total from all of my 16 years of filming and still filming. So I'm having a really good time. um, And it shows. I've received a lot of emails from people saying they can see how happy I am and how um, sexually turned and charged I am right now with, with my partner. So if you want to see that hotness, just check that website out and it's all good.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Don't forget to savor the last
0: bits of spring with Like a Kitten. Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash I often get clients who don't know what toys or tools to buy first and they don't want to break the bank. So Like a Kitten helps with offering an array so you can take the guesswork out and try some different things and see what you like. Like a Kitten offers subscription gift boxes, so each season you'll receive a new shipment right to your door with all the ingredients to spice up your intimate life. The Spring Box has everything from pink glass doldos to an actual mini flower pot to plant a literal mini garden. I like that they take some of the guesswork out and the overwhelm out of shopping for these pleasure tools, and they just send you some creative options to try. They're also great as gifts, maybe even for mom or mommy. <laughs> because nothing says I care about you and your pleasure more than strawberry nipple arousal cream. To celebrate spring, Like a Kitten is offering listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash S&S or enter code S&S at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash S-A-N-D-S or use code S&S to get 15% off these incredible boxes. likeakitten.com slash S&S and the link is in the episode's description. Well, thank you to America's mommy, Rachel Steele. Um, again, if you want to follow what I'm doing, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars on Twitter at slut Scholars. Uh, you can watch the episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review. It really helps. And don't forget to check out the advertiser
1: discounts. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much. And I'm also on Instagram. Forgive the low numbers. They've shut me down so many times, but it's at Red Milf Rachel on Twitter and um, Rachel Steele Taboo on Instagram. And the website is rachel-steele.com.
0: And if that changes or gets deleted by the time this episode comes out, I'll I'll, uh, put it in the show notes, whatever the current reincarnation is. (laughs) That's it.
1: (laughs) Thank Thank you so much, Nicoletta. It was great. (laughs)